This is Aruna Krishnan. On this episode of Lead That Thing, I talk to Beth Armkinnick Miller, founder of Executive Velocity. Welcome, everyone. Today I have with me Beth Armkinnick Miller. Beth founded Executive Velocity in 2006. She helps clients manage their most valuable asset, talent, by developing their leadership capabilities and building succession plans for organizational continuity. She's a graduate of Babson College and Harvard Business School's OPM program. And some of her awards include Atlanta's Top 40, Under 40, and Georgia's Trends Divas. That sounds exciting. Welcome to the show, Beth. Well, thank you, Runa. I've really been looking forward to this. Yeah, I am very excited about this topic because it means a lot to me. And the topic is succession planning. And I'll tell you why I'm excited. Because to me, a leader is someone who helps grow other leaders, right? That's the definition I use. Exactly. Uh, Right. So tell us about succession planning. Give us an overview of what that is and what does that mean to you? So succession planning for me is um, organizationally wide plan and it's identifying those key positions that are critical for the success of the business, which means that, you know, you really need to understand your strategy and where you're going to understand what, what are those key positions. And once you understand the key positions, then you need to understand what successful leaders look like in your organization. And from that, um, understand what gaps the people that are currently in those key positions need to fill. And then you develop them so that you are developing the current leaders, but then you also identify what are those high potentials out there those rising um, potential leaders Mm -hmm. and you're developing them as well as developing those people that are currently in the positions. So you've got successors ready um, Mm -hmm. and somebody either leaves or retires. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because I see like in certain industries where all this knowledge, uh, whether it's a leadership position or not, all this knowledge is with certain people in their head, not necessarily documented, and then come retirement time, and it's like, a, oh, oh, we didn't think about this. What do we do? And a panic kind of starts. And so that is similar to in a leadership position, strategizing to, to build that ahead of time and think about those things ahead of time. Exactly. Yeah. Because sometimes when you do, when you go through the organization and identify those key positions, it could be somebody down in the ranks that um, has all the information around your computer system or something. Right. And it's nothing's documented. Right. And, and you can get, you know, you can get into trouble. Yeah. I've seen that in my world and that's why <laughs> I, I brought that up. So today we're going to focus on three keys to succession planning to just be uh, assured that you can have kind of a good plan in place. And the first one that you touched on briefly was high potential. So you distinguish between high performers versus high potential. 
So tell us a little bit about us about that. So what is the definition of high performers versus high potential and why do we need to distinguish between those two? So a high performer, um, you, you know if you've got a high performer because if you've got a good performance management system and, and good metrics, you know if somebody is performing in their position. So it's, it's taking historical information to mm-hmm. determine whether somebody's a high performer. Got it. High potential is forecasting mm-hmm. how well somebody's going to do in the future mm-hmm. in a role that's going to be um, expanded from the role that they have already. So it's, it's a forecast. Mm-hmm. And in order to um, understand potential in your organization, you need to understand what are those attributes, mm-hmm. behaviors, that would lead you to believe that somebody can perform at a, um, at a higher level. Mm. Okay. And those, you know, some of those things can be um, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be um, certain communication skills, you know, adaptive communication. It can be um, change management. It, it also has um, things like, um, you know, how, how motivated are they? Right. Right? Do they actually aspire to, to be at a higher mm-hmm. level? Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that you have to have career conversations along the line to, to determine, you know, do they actually aspire to that, that level? Mm. Yeah, that, that to me, yeah, that makes sense. And that's like more, uh, to put it in different terms, is looking for leading indicators. You said forecasting. So right. leading in indica- indicators for high potential rather than with the high performers, as you said, it's based on historical information, more like a, lag, a lagging indicator. Exactly, and uh, there, there has been some research that shows that only one out of seven high performers have high potential attributes. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a small portion. That's very interesting. Mm. Okay, so then what the second thing that you point out is values. Can yes. you get into that a little bit more? Yeah, so um, during a, a succession planning process, you need to identify um, your core competencies uh, within your organization from, from an uh, overall employee standpoint, and then the core competencies that leaders need to have over and above the, um, the employee core competencies. Mm-hmm. Core competencies are driven out of values. So a value will have certain behaviors that somebody will will, um, actually show that will say to you, that person has that value. They're living that value. Mm -hmm. So you need to start with your values and then determine, okay, what behaviors will we be looking for from from people that will say that they have those values? Mm. Can you give us an example of a value and mapping it to behaviors that you might look for, just to kind of contextualize that a little more? Right, yeah. So um, one could be um, customer. Mm -hmm. That could be a a value that, you know, customers come first or something like that. Mm -hmm. So um, what kind of behaviors would would show an individual or the leaders that this person 
is living that that customer mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. And and that could be um, you know that they look at customers from a, a broad perspective, meaning not just external customers but internal customers. Mm-hmm. That could be that could be one. Yeah. Um, it could be that um, they are looking ahead and being able to um, see customer issues before they actually come mm-hmm. um, to the company. Mm-hmm. That could be another one. Right, right. That that's interesting. And I think also, and tell me if this is right or wrong, just that ability to be able to connect with the customer and have that empathy right towards them mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah. You kind of mentioned with, you know, communication, that's a big thing, emotional intelligence and how they deal with, so that kind of all wraps up in there too, like the core competencies uh, boiling up to the value, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, So then the last thing that you were talking about in terms of keys was strengths and um, strengths and core competencies. Yeah. So, and that kind of gets to the, the values. Right, mm-hmm. that um, you've got the values, then you have behaviors, mm-hmm. and competencies are a a set of behaviors and skills. Mm-hmm. So you you can pull skills in to a a core competency. Okay. So so a comp a competency model, or uh, what I call um, a ladder, if you're talking about smaller companies, mm-hmm. will will give you a description of each competency as it relates to all employees mm-hmm. and then layered on top of it are leadership competencies because leaders need a, a different set of, of competencies mm-hmm. than, than a um, single contributor would. Okay. So this last, last point is kind of being able to identify like where people fit in or like to show a path, right? And is it to help develop uh, a progression basically through those competencies? Right, the, um, the competencies are used for, for assessment um, like in 360s mm-hmm. and they'll, they can also be used in um, job descriptions mm-hmm. and, and job profiles mm-hmm. so that, that you can then measure their performance against right. the core competencies. Okay. okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so you talked about leadership specific competencies. I'm interested in hearing, maybe can you give us the top three leadership competencies that, uh, that's, in, in your opinion? Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's a little hard because every company has a different set of of leadership competencies. The ones that I see often are um, like change management. Mm-hmm. Tell and us what that means. That, that means as a leader being able to uh, manage and lead change. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean just process, but the people and getting, getting people on board with, with change. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is strategic thinking and, and, and um, vision, visioning. Mm-hmm. That's that's clearly something that um, leaders need compared mm-hmm. to uh, a single contributor. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the others may be like um, conflict management. Oh right, right. And being able to um, 
you know, navigate conflict. Mm -hmm. um, influence is another right. one. Right. Yeah. So what would you say are some of the things that companies, some of the pitfalls that companies fall into that um, you want to tell them today, hey, make sure you're looking at these things. We talked about the top three things, but where do companies kind of fall short from your observation? From a succession planning standpoint, um, one of the, the issues is that, especially with small, mid-sized companies, the owners um, mm -hmm. and founders, they, their whole ego and persona is wrapped up in that company. Mm -hmm. and, they they can't see what life looks like after the company right so i oftentimes will spend you know several months working with with business owners to develop their their plan right. for um what their life is going to look like after after they they retire or right. sell right um then as it relates to the the plan itself um, the, the things that I see that they get confused in is looking at the key people versus the key positions first. Mm. I think that's, that's one where you need to have, you know, you need to have that strategic plan and that organizational chart that is going to support that, that business plan, mm -hmm. um, and, and not look at the people yet that are okay. maybe sitting in those positions. Okay. But to, to really understand what are those, those key positions. Okay. Um, roles yeah. versus um, the people sitting in those roles. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. um, the other is with these smaller to mid-sized companies, they often lose direction as it relates to succession planning. They, they don't have that like one advocate, Mm -hmm. who is, is driving the process um in larger companies there's you know there's there's teams and yeah. uh, and i and i recommend teams in smaller companies as well but there's there's oftentimes where <laughs> during the year because it's it's an ongoing process mm -hmm. you, you create the plan but then you have to execute the plan right and that execution that oftentimes there are like, for instance, what we're going through right now with COVID. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that most succession plans in small to mid-sized companies, they haven't even looked at it. Right. Like for the last six months. Right. Uh, and, and then you think about um, other emergencies and, and issues that come, come up in those small to mid-sized companies that their attention gets diverted. Right. So, so they, they need somebody who, who owns it mm. and and keeps them accountable mm. for the process. That's, oh, yeah. that's big. That makes sense. So to kind of summarize that, what I heard was help the founder, because the first thing that I, I caught in that was the founder syndrome, right? It's your right. baby and you want to hang on to it and you want things to be your way. But helping the founder, number one, with their what is life after the business. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that they're 100% disconnected, but how can they support the business without necessarily being there 100% in that leadership role? Exactly. 
-hmm. And then part two is now succession plan for the business itself. So the strategy on like the people, not the people, the roles, and then figuring out eventually like who who to hire into those roles. And then bringing back what you said, those rolling into those competencies, what competencies do we need in these roles to fill and what kind of leadership competencies do we need based on our company. And um, then the final thing I heard was almost having like a, a coach or, you know, a, uh, a, a succession planning manager to make, to have things move forward in the right way. Cause it could be everybody, you could have a plan and you can say, everyone say, I'm not it. Somebody else is taking care of it, but yet um, you need someone to hold people come accountable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so when you work with people, you work with mostly small and mid-sized companies, but yet I see this being able to be scaled to even large companies, right? Oh, oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm actually in the process of writing a book on succession planning for, for small to mid-sized companies mm-hmm. because most of the books out there are for those big, big mm. companies. Okay. And um, a lot of smaller companies would be overwhelmed with with the process that a large company goes through. Right. 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 So it's, um, you know, stick to the, to the key things. Right. You know, making, make, make sure that you've got the infrastructure to support the execution mm-hmm. and then, um, and then go through the process of identifying the key positions and, right. um, and then looking at your talent pool, mm-hmm. um, who can be the successors right. and how do you develop the people that are currently in those positions. Thanks for sharing all that knowledge. I really I enjoyed that conversation. And uh, I think this would be really useful for all the entrepreneurs out there as well and um, the small to mid-sized companies. And it's uh, definitely looking forward to your book. Do you have a timeline on the book? I'm hoping to get the draft done the end of this this year. Okay. So I'm hoping sometime mid, mid next year okay. to have it out. That- that sounds great. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. But if people want to uh, reach out to you with questions on this, how can they reach you? Um, they can reach me through my website, which is executive-velocity.com. And um, there are a lot of free resources out there on hiring, leadership development, and succession planning. And then also they can reach me on LinkedIn. And that's uh, Beth Arm Connect Miller. Okay. I'm the only. I'm the only Beth Arm Connect Miller on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'll put. I'll put a note and uh, in the show notes. Uh, I'll link those items in there so they can easily connect with you. Thanks so much for joining me today, Beth. I had so much fun. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure.